This is the Unstoppable Authors Podcast with world-building warrior Angeline Trevina, planning and productivity powerhouse Holly Line, and formatting fireball Julia Scott. Every week we bring you discussions on the craft of writing, author life and business, and interviews with some of the industry's most unstoppable authors. A writer's life doesn't have to be solitary. We're here to bust that myth, support you on your journey, and encourage you to be unstoppable. Welcome to episode 132 of the Unstoppable Authors podcast. This week, I spoke to children's author and digital marketer Andy Slinger about marketing books on social media. First of all, I'll start with a personal update. I've really been struggling with low motivation recently, and that's across the board, not just with writing. Um, I mean, most people aren't really motivated to do the housework, are they really? But still, it has to be done. But my procrastination tendencies have really kicked in this month. I'm not really sure why. But um, I suddenly remembered a post I'd put on my Instagram back in March last year. And it was after watching a podcast episode by Marissa Peer about self-discipline. And she said, motivation follows action. And I think I need to print that out in big letters and put it up somewhere in my house because it's so true. I so often sit around waiting for motivation to appear out of nowhere and hit me in the face and suddenly want to do all the things, but that is not how it works for me. I always need to push myself to start the thing, whatever it is, be it the housework or writing or another project or other work, and then motivation will follow that action. So that's what I've been doing this week. I've been putting on a podcast and listening to that while I smash the housework, and today it was Holly's interview with Becca Syme, which I highly recommend. And I've been sitting down to do the writing, even when I don't feel motivated to. So I've almost finished the short story I'm submitting for an anthology. So hopefully by the end of the week that will be done. So yeah, anyone who's struggling with motivation at the moment, perhaps take action first instead of waiting for it to happen. That's definitely helped me. So for the question of the week, last week we asked you, how do you feel about reading or writing short fiction? Over on Instagram, Lexi said, I wrote a lot of short stories in high school, but I really didn't know what I was doing. Now I write novel length stories and short stories are difficult. Keeping it short is hard. And yeah, I think a lot of people can relate to that. I struggle with keeping the stories short and they they can end up, yeah, way longer than they're meant to be. Michelle says, I love both writing and reading short fiction. Some of the shorts I love are the side adventure written by series authors I love. I love to write shorts. And as a response to the would you rather question, she said, as for neighbours, I have noisy neighbours. Fortunately, they have a fun taste in summer tunes. So that's good that you like the music they're blasting out. It um, could be way worse. Edwin said, I've never been a big fan of short fiction. As a reader, I much prefer the greater depth of longer work. And as a writer, my plots tend to move the same way. Most of the short pieces I have tried have been closer to snippets of a longer story than a complete story in and of themselves. About half were written in response to challenges and the other half to explore a backstory question. So yeah, I I kind of feel the same way Edwin does. I struggle to read short fiction because by the time I've got into the story, it's ending. (laughs) On Facebook, Heather said, I'm trying to write short fiction as a lead magnet, but I keep expanding. And she chose the opposite to Michelle, where she said she'd pick nosy neighbours. She said, I would make up stories to tell them just to see what kind of gossips they would be. (laughs) But at least in an emergency, they'd be there. 
Yeah, I I still can't decide if I'd rather have noisy or nosy neighbours, but neither would be great. But this week, I want to know, how has social media helped you in marketing your books? A huge thank you to all of our patrons and a big welcome to our new patrons, Brett and Melanie. Your support means the world to us. Patrons get early access to episodes, exclusive behind-the-scenes access to our off-air banter, as well as the warm, fuzzy feeling of supporting the podcast. You also get access to our new monthly online meetup, Sprints and Giggles, for writing sprints and plenty of laughs. Our first one is this Wednesday, the 16th of February, so if you're listening before then, you've still got time to sign up. But if not, our next one will be in March. So if you'd like to join us there, or if you'd simply like to support the show, you can do so for just £3 a month at patreon.com forward slash unstoppableauthors. It would be really great if you could take a moment to share this episode on social media. Grab a screenshot, share it directly from your podcast platform, or even take a selfie with it. Just remember to tag us so that we can share it too. It means so much to hear from our listeners and to know that you enjoy the show. So without further ado, let's jump into the interview with Andy. So hi, Andy, welcome to the podcast. Um, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and your writing journey so far? Hi, I'm Andy Slinger. Um, I've written a couple of best-selling kids' books called The Super Twins. Uh, probably about three years ago I started those. So maybe maybe two years since I released my first book. And since then, I've sort of gone from strength to strength with it and, and started sort of like an author marketing business as well. So, yeah, I've, I've kind of changed the, the route that I was going completely. Yeah. So what made you want to write children's books for a start, I guess? And tell us a little bit about what they're about and, yeah, who they're aimed at. Okay. Well, I, I think like my inspiration, well, before I say that, um, I think I was going through a, a period in my life where I was trying to decide what I wanted to do with myself. Um, I was working hard at the job that I was in, but I didn't really have a heart in it. So I kind of looked back to my childhood and and saw, you know, what, what I enjoyed the most, and that was writing. So I thought, I'll, I'll give it a go and just start writing a book. So I just started writing a few words here and there. And uh, my boys, who were, would have been like nine or ten at the time, Got really excited with the fact that the dog was writing a book and I just carried on and carried on. Oh, uh, before you knew it, I'd, I'd, I'd written a, a book, sort of seven to 13 year olds called The Super Twins, um, a superhero story with a bit of a twist. And yeah, kind of based it on my kids. And, and, and yeah, it just went from there, really. Brilliant. It sounds like books my kids would like. So uh, I might have to check those out. So <laughs> there you go. You've got a sale. Hey. Excellent. <laughs> So how did you get into teaching other authors about social media marketing and how did you kind of fall into that? Because it's it's quite a big, well, it's quite a leap from, you know, just yeah. writing a couple of books to then kind of, you know, becoming an expert on a subject. Do you have any marketing yeah. experience previously or? I, I think like most of my career has been in sales, you know, sort of retail sales. So I, I had a, you know, I've got a lot of expertise in, in that side of things, but not so much on the online stuff. I have I have worked on online retail, um, did a couple of years for a company a while back, uh, but it, it just intrigued me the difference between selling in person and, and selling online. And the buyer journey, is, it, it's very similar in a lot of ways, but also there's a lot of differences. Um, and I'm the kind of person that if I don't know how to do something, then I will read everything I can, watch every video until until I've learned how to do it. So I quickly sort of realised that if I wanted to write a book and actually make some kind of success out of it, then I'd have to learn how to sell it online as well. And as a result of that, I put 
so much time and effort into into marketing and, and, and working out how to do it and how, how how to sort of get my name out there and create a social media following. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I just kind of fell in love with doing it. I, I really enjoyed that side of things. I mean, I enjoyed the writing, but equally I was spending probably more time on, on the marketing and social media side of things. And obviously this is alongside doing my day job and trying to bring up kids at the same time. Are you still so, writing as well? or I do little bits. I do little bits. I, I tend to do like a lot of blog articles. I've got loads of work in progress uh, books that I'm, I'm kind of half writing and thinking, yeah, do I want to do this one? Do I want to do don't that? Don't we all? Don't we all? Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting pressure from kids to write more Super Twins books. Um, I'm also in the process of writing sort of Instagram for authors book, mm-hmm. uh, which I think could be quite good. So I'm not doing anything fully, but I'm, I'm still sort of keeping my head in that game. Yeah. But my idea is to focus fully on the marketing because that's what I enjoy and love the most now. Um, help as many authors as I can. Absolutely. And once I do that full time, then it'll give me give me the time to write as well. Yeah, that's that's a good game plan. I love that. Um, so do you mostly focus on social media marketing or is it other aspects that you look at as well? Uh, social media marketing is, is is probably like the main one that I do because that, that's where I do most majority of my work on social media. Um, but I'm also like really interested in in sort of email marketing. I've done a lot of courses and things like that and, and, and built up quite a quite a hefty subscribers list. So I know what I'm doing from that point of view. Um, and also ads, um, Amazon ads, Facebook ads, all those kind of things. I do a lot of work on them. So, yeah. What's your personal experience been in terms of what's been uh, most effective marketing-wise? Do you find that social media has been uh, the best place to market for your mm-hmm. particular books or you know, have there been other things that have been better like ads? Yeah, I mean, for me, I think that social media, it's great having a following on there, but my aim is always to take people away from social media. Yeah. So I think indirectly social media has, has built up a nice subscribers list for me and people that I can actually build that trust and, and, and you know, get sales from ultimately that way. Um, equally, Adverts have been very effective with me. What I tended to use adverts were for and not not the stereotypical way that authors would use ads. Authors tend to run an ad for a book, um, have a have a video, have a still image of the book, and try and get sales that way. I tend to run my ads to build up my email list. So I'll throw a freebie in there um, and and try and get subscribers to sign up to my to my email list. You know, for me for my books, it's uh, kids activity pack because the kids books. And that tends to get a lot of people interested. Once they've got their activity pack, I'll then start getting them, you know, helping them get to know me as part of my um, part of the email journey, and ultimately sell my books. I think when I when I was running like my strongest campaigns, twenty five percent of the people who were subscribing to my newsletter were actually buying my book by the fourth or fifth email. So, although I was spending the money getting subscribers that the sales were coming as well. And and that also gives you a fantastic way of remarketing people at a later date. If you've got more books in a series, when the new one's coming out, you can pop an email out there and, you know, it gives you a great way to, to build up sales that way. So I kind of went a different, different way about it to, to most, most people. Oh, it and, it, like... and it paid dividends. 
Yeah, um, I guess it's probably different for children's books versus mm. other genres, but um, I'm sure there are, there are always different ways we can use ads. Um, we just need to figure them out. <laughs> but what would you say to someone who only has social media for their marketing yeah. and doesn't have a website and doesn't have yeah. uh, a newsletter or an email list? What would you say to those people? I say there's absolutely tons of ways of doing stuff for, for absolutely no cost whatsoever. Mm. If you can build up a media pack to start with, you know, there's there's plenty of guides out there and I'm actually making a guide myself at the moment, but if you get a press release in that biography, all those kind of things, there's a set way of doing it, kind of industry standard way of doing it and send them out to as many sort of uh, newspapers, radio stations, places like that, get on podcasts uh, and get your name out that way. And there's, there's so many free ways of doing it. When I first started, I had no money to spend or, or very little. Um, I was I was asking favours to get my covers made. I was keeping everything cheap as possible. So I had no money to spend on ads. So what I did is everything I could for free and then reinvested the money, the royalties that I made from my books into the adverts following that. So I think that there is loads of free ways. You, you know, you, you don't really need to spend lots of money. And when you do start on the ads, be prepared to lose money when you start them. Yeah, yeah I've heard that for sure. Yeah. <laughs> So this is going to be a random question, but do you okay. consider yourself to be an extrovert or an introvert? And I only ask this because there's a lot of writers who are introverts yeah. who struggle to put themselves out there. And, mm. you know, like you said, you know, doing a media pack and sending your stuff to newspapers and stuff. I'd be terrified yeah. to do that. Yeah. But that's probably because I don't like rejection. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, which do you consider yourself to be? And do you think it makes a difference? I think I'm definitely an introvert and I think most creative people are. Mm. Um, I might put on a, a good front and seem confident in front of the camera, but the reality is that I've had to work hard to be able to do this. Like my mm. first interviews were an absolute nightmare. I remember looking at my hands after I'd done my first interview and I had big, big cuts in them where I was digging my nails in because mm. I was that nervous. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, it's not an easy ride uh, for an introvert, but I think, the more you do it, the more you put yourself in those uncomfortable situations, you, you do kind of improve and the confidence does get more. Um, I'm a lot more comfortable doing them now than I ever have been. I'm not saying it's easy to do interviews. I'm not saying it's easy to put your name out there. It's not, but it's, it's kind of necessary. I think if you, if you want to sell your books uh, and really make a, a good go of it, then you've kind of got to and, and you've got to push yourself to do that. Yep. So, Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There's a message to all the introverts who are listening. Um, you're just going to have to push yourself out of your comfort zone and make it work <laughs> because <laughs> indie authors, you know, we're not, we don't just get to write and that's no. it. You know, we have to wear all of the hats. So yes. put on the hat and get on with it. <laughs> <laughs> so what are some of the biggest mistakes you see authors making on social media in particular? I think. Authors either go one of two ways. They either over-promote the books. So you look on, especially on Instagram, you'll see the feed and it's just buy my book, buy my book, buy my book, buy my book. And that gets very repetitive to, to any audience. So I think over-promoting your book is one thing and, and then not speaking enough about it is, is the other one. You get some authors that the feed is full of stuff that is completely unrelated to, to writing. So... I think you see both ends of those spectrums, but the harsh reality is that is the result of not planning out your social media. 
not sitting down, making making a plan and, and working out what kind of content you're going to put out there and having a real strategy behind it. It's okay putting pictures of your book out, but you know what do you actually want from social media? Yeah, a lot of people want to build up followers, great, but ultimately, what's the reason for that? Do you want to them to buy your latest book, or do you want them to become a fan of your work and buy all of your books? You know, you, you've really got to think deeply and 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 strategize it. So I, I think that's definitely the most common mistake, yeah. um, and, and a mistake that probably everyone makes at first. It, it's hard to know what to post. It's hard to to know what to put out there. Yeah, there is a lot of guidance for authors these days on kind of content ideas. Yeah. I, I actually just recently bought a, a Instagram content thing that tells yeah. you what to post each day for like yeah. a launch for two weeks. Yeah. Um, so there's, there's plenty of stuff out there. But I think a big problem I see with authors on Instagram is that they end up following other writers and authors. Yeah. And they end up in a closed circle of writers <laughs> and authors instead of actually finding readers to sell their books uh-huh. to. And obviously... I mean, this has happened to me, so I have direct experience of this. Obviously, other authors and writers are readers too, so I've sold plenty of books to these people, but it's not reached the people I necessarily want it to reach. So what would you recommend to those people? How can they find readers instead of other writers? I think, first of all, knowing who your reader is, what does your reader look like? When you write your book, you have a real good idea of of who your reader is. You know, especially for me, it's like I know that it's a seven to twelve-year-old child. I know that you know they're into superheroes. I know what kind of things that, that who they are and what they do. It's different who I market to. But for for most authors that aren't children as authors, they they need to really know who that reader is and and and, and in stupid amounts of detail. Um, and in order to do that, you need to look online and 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 you know say you're young adult writer, type that into Google and, and see who the stereotypical reader of those type of books are. And you, you'll, you'll gain so much information just from a, a quick Google search. You'll, you'll identify the sex, the, the, the age, the professions that, that are most, um, most suited to, to that kind of reader um, and narrow it down as much as possible. Once you've done that, then you can sort of work out whereabouts they'll be hanging out and you've kind of got to become relatable to a reader rather than a writer with your content. So what kind of things they would relate to is, is things about the genre that you write in. What kind of things do they enjoy? What kind of tropes are in your books that they might sort of relate to? What books have you read that they might be interested in? You know, there's a whole community on Instagram in particular, that is just Bookstagram, which is just all about books uh, and its readers getting involved in that. Now, become a part of that community. Speak to those people. Speak about other books. And if you do it right, then people will come back and look at your profile and they'll see that you're a writer and then they'll start looking into you a bit more. The problem is is, is, is when you're thinking, you, you're making a divide between writers and readers. Uh, like you say, and, and you can start hanging out with authors, which is great. It's a great support network. Yeah. Um, and you might get the odd sale from, you know, another self-published author who says, yeah, come on, you know, I'll buy your book if you buy mine. But you've got to get involved in that Bookstagram community, it, on Instagram anyway, uh, work out where these people are and, and really engage with them. And that's how you build up them up. 
See, yeah. I, I've had to do, I've had to do the complete opposite. I, I spent a lot of time finding readers to, to sell my books to, and then I've gone full circle, and now I'm having to find writers to teach how to market. So I, I've changed my audience halfway through. <laughs> so you don't have separate accounts for the two things. You just no, what? Well, no, them. no. I sort of I pivoted maybe a year ago and said, right, okay, this is this is the way I'm going to do it, and. You know, you can scroll back to my account from a year ago and it's all about books and all about my writing and everything like that. And then I've just just pivoted, turned it on the head and said, right, okay, I'm going to make that. And at first my growth dropped because it wasn't hitting the right audience, but then slowly but surely it's just picked up. Um, it's having I- content that's shareable. I think that's how I found you, actually. Someone yeah. must have shared something um, you posted on their stories. Yeah. And, you know, as a, a fellow author, I found it interesting because it was... Yeah relatable to me and I wanted to know more about it so that's how I found you so yeah I guess it's finding content that the person you want to follow you is going to find interesting and shareable that's it yeah shareable savable uh, and something they can interact with you know wh- whether it be a quiz uh, and, and ask them something about themselves that that's the, the best piece of mm-hmm. advice I, I can I can say for a piece of content if you can get someone to talk about themselves in a positive light on your post, they're going to love you, they're going to love your account, and they're going to feel great about themselves. Now, if you can do that to someone, then you've hit the nail on the head. It's hard to do, but, you know, focus on that. Focus on them rather than you. Focus on serving serving the people that you, you, are, you are posting to, and, and that is that is the key to success, in my opinion. I love that. That's so true, and I've, I have seen that across Instagram specifically, in that people do love to talk about themselves. Yeah. You know, if you're just talking about you, they're like, oh, okay, and they'll just scroll on by. But as soon yeah. as you ask them about them, yeah. they're, they're ready to chat to you, which is which is just, you know, a foot in the door, isn't it? Um, so do you think authors should focus on one social media platform or spread themselves across several? Because obviously there are plenty. And yeah. obviously they all have different um, people on them. Yeah. So what what do you think is best? For me, I would say, you know, start with, maybe one or two just just keep it to two um to begin with or you know and, and see how it goes you don't want to try and do too much and then do nothing because that's always a danger um there's far too many social networks out there and if you start with two like one and don't like the other then knock it on the head you know when i started up I, I tried every social media platform there was and it was overkill i, I spent half my life trying to post do a tweet for this and a Facebook post for that. And then I've got Facebook group for this and an Instagram post. And yeah, it becomes very difficult. I think build an audience on one or two platforms that you feel comfortable with and, and you kind of know that your ideal reader is hanging out there. Once you've established that and you've got into a groove with your content and everything like that, you can expand onto other platforms later down the line. I mean, I, I focus primarily, you know, after the first few months realizing that I hated Twitter with a passion. Most people do. <laughs> yeah. Um, I focused majority of my attention on Instagram, um, a bit, a few posts on, on Facebook with nothing to shout about. Uh, and once I built up an audience on them, now I'm thinking, now I'm diversified. Now I'm trying TikTok out. I've got a few YouTube videos out there and I'm trying to sort of expand that way. But that's only because I've no problems creating content for Instagram now. I'm kind of two weeks, I'm scheduled two weeks in advance with everything that I post, which is a massive relief. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> Knowing that it's, it's ready to go out there. Yeah. Um, 
so I, I can I've, I've freed up a bit of time to do other things and, and, and expand my network that way. So I think, yeah, don't try and do too much, really. Do you schedule your posts so that they're just all lined up, ready to? I do, go? yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. It's it's nice. I mean, I, I try and sort of batch create a load on on the same day. It doesn't always work out like that, but sometimes I can, I can do sort of four or five in in one go and, and schedule them in, and, and and it's great. It's it's a nice feeling to sit back and think, right, okay, four o'clock oh. today, that post is going to go out. Just just be ready with my phone to reply to people when it when it when it goes live. Sounds very organised, and I'm not sure I'll ever get there. <laughs> I'm not always that organised, believe me. <laughs> so do you think that video content is the way forward? Because, again, there are a lot of introverts uh, yeah. in the writing community who just don't want to be doing video content. They don't feel comfortable doing it. Not, it's, I mean, some people just don't want to, but, you yeah. know, are we going to have to, I guess is my question, because of the way social media is going, especially Instagram. Yeah, I, I think there's not a doubt in my mind that video content is is going to be the way forward. Oh, that's the wrong uh, answer. <laughs> yeah, it's not the answer that you want, but no, it's the answer it's not, that I'm going to have yeah, to give. I know. There's ways around it, though. Mm-hmm. There's ways around it. It doesn't have to be, you know, ideally, in an ideal world, it would be short-form content, so like 10-second videos for Reels and, and TikTok and longer content for maybe like Instagram TV, what was Instagram TV, now Instagram video and YouTube, maybe a few minutes long. That would be ideal. Um, however, there's there's ways around it where you, you don't have to show yourself. If if you take a still image now, what would be like a single post on Instagram and animate some little part of it, might be a little bit of text in the corner, it then classes itself as a video. Now, I've been trialing this with single posts throughout my account and I'm getting maybe five to 10 times the amount of reach. Crazy. Yeah. Just from exact same post, mm. single post, but just with a little animation in the corner saying, save me or something like that. Yeah. So try that. Also you can do sort of montage videos of your books and things like that. It doesn't have to show you just use some music or trending sound, whatever there is. Um, are just still images, still images with a bit of music in the background. It doesn't matter. You don't have to show yourself. But especially on Instagram, it's is promoting that kind of content. And the reason for that is, is just in response to TikTok. Yeah, they're taking over the world, basically. Yeah, bigger <laughs> than Google. <laughs> I mean, I have done that with still images before. I use an app called Motion Leap, which just yeah. adds... Um, oh, it's brilliant, that. Just adds animations, and yeah. you can do some cool stuff with it, and yeah. it looks cool. Uh yeah, but I've, I'm I'm one of these people who struggles to look at my insights on Instagram and kind of keep up with the data. Like, how do you keep yeah. up with the data? What, like, if you were going to tell someone who doesn't know anything about looking at their data on Instagram, what yeah. would you tell them to like look out for? Because it can be overwhelming the whole data thing. I mean, it is yeah. for me. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, what, I'm gonna, what I'll do is I'll go on my phone now and I'll, I'll tell you that the quickest and easiest way to do it um, is going to your main insights. So that's the one just under your title and everything like that. And then you would go into content you've shared. So it'll show you last last few posts, right? And then you can change filters on that. So you can change, you can look at the, the amount of reach, the amount of follows, likes, all that kind of thing, right? What you want to click on is post interactions because that's kind of an overview of, of everything. It might show you like how many people have liked, commented all those interactions all rolled into one 
click on that over the last last year or the last six months and that will show you all your top performing content have a look at this sort of first 9 12 15 things on there and, and replicate that content replicate yeah. that content or do something similar even repost that okay right? yeah um i've slightly been reposting the odd bit that that's done well in the past um sometimes it goes even better sometimes it goes worse but it's always going to be high performing and not one person's noticed i've done it so you can always repurpose uh, repurpose all content as well yeah. as, as finding out what it is what i found really weird were my top performing posts over the last like year or whatever are posts where i've said i'm leaving instagram for a bit <laughs> i'm taking a break <laughs> and loads of people have liked it and loads of people have commented and i'm like okay this is really weird so i just need to keep disappearing off instagram and saying yeah. Yeah, i'm going bye i don't know what it is that makes people want to say something on that um uh, are they trying to convince you to stay no oh, they're, they're saying like, hooray bye. you're yeah, off okay, bye. <laughs> i don't know it's really weird oh dear i'll yeah, try well, that one yeah one thing i that i loved about your instagram particularly um obviously I found you on Instagram rather than anywhere else was the yeah. consistency of your branding. Um, how important do you think it is for authors specifically yeah. um, to, to brand their content on social media and how, how do we achieve that? What's the. Okay. Methods? I think for me, in order to grow your following, you need to do two things. Firstly, you need to attract people to your, to your profile in the first place. And once they're there, you need to get them to hit that follow button. Now, in order for someone to hit the follow button, your branding needs to be strong on your profile. So your actual, your actual bio yourself itself needs to tell your audience what you can do for them rather than what who you are and what you do. You need to tell your audience what you can do for them. So why on earth should they follow you? What value can you give this, this person? And is it something that they're going to be interested in? So your bio needs to be strong from that point. And if you have a colour scheme that, that sort of all ties together, it, it helps out massively. It does help out massively because people look at it and it, it looks more professional. It, it's sort of aesthetically pleasing to the eye. And since I started doing that, I feel that like I've got a better conversion rate from people arriving at a profile and actually hitting that follow button. Yeah. Uh, I, th I think that it definitely improves your growth. In terms of how to achieve that, I definitely recommend Canva. I think I think a lot of people have sort of caught on to the fact that it's a the free version is great. You can do most things on there. If not, I think it's nine ninety nine a month, and and it's an investment. I think it's definitely worthwhile. Yep. You can pair up um, different color schemes and 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 find something that that's great for you. Once once you've got a color scheme uh, and got kind of a, a branding, uh, whatever that might look like. I sort of set up templates for myself. So I'll set up templates for, for my single images. I'll set up temp a template for my carousel posts. So that when I actually come to make that content, it's, it's blank, it's there. All I need to do is fill in the text and add a few images onto it. And it becomes increasingly easier to, to do that. Yeah. So it sounds like a lot of work. And, and it might be a bit of work just to sort of establish, you know, what your colours might be what your personality is and, and, and how you want to reflect that. Yeah. Um, do you want it to sort of tie in with the genre? You know, is, is it sort of your horror writer and you want black and red blood all over your posts or 
Lovely. Are you a bit happy smiley? <laughs> happy smiley yellow yellows and greens or you know so I think it. I think it's definitely worth spending some time on. Just yeah. long term, it just it just makes your profile look better. I think genre can dictate that um, a lot as well. I've seen plenty of romance authors with pink and red, you know, and yeah. <laughs> it sounds ever so cliche, but your readers are expecting a certain feel from your Instagram to reflect yeah. what you're writing. But the trouble is, when you're a multi-genre writer and you write all <laughs> sorts of different things, it's like, hmm, yeah, how am I gonna? yeah convert that to colors but yeah but, but then 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 you've got to look at your personality haven't you yeah true but yeah if anyone wants to look at a very professional well done instagram feed i would recommend checking out um your instagram is andy slinger uk is that right Andy Slinger uk that's hey, me yeah. i got it right so <laughs> tell us a bit more about the author marketing services you're planning on bringing to the world what are you hoping to provide to authors well, I, I want to sort of start with audits of, of, of social media. So I look at your Instagram, look at your Facebook and things like that and, and tell you how you can improve it and, and what can do with that. Getting firm strategy in place, that, that's the key thing. And, and just teaching sort of the digital side of things. So that would be email marketing, how to set up all that type of thing, how to, do, how to run ads, how to run Amazon ads, how to run Facebook ads. And basically giving the authors the tools they need to, to make a success and, and sell some books without spending all the time on the earth doing it. So how are you going to provide these services? Are they going to be books you're going to write or like PDFs or video courses? How are you hoping to? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going to do some video courses. I'm going to do sort of one-to-one tuition. And then there'll be, you know, like reports and stuff. I'll just write and, uh, and send out to people. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward <laughs> to seeing what, what else you bring because I've, I've already learned so much from your free content that you put on Instagram already. So I do um, appreciate the things that you put out there for free, especially. (laughs) So, yeah, well, that's been really helpful. Thank you so much. Um, We always end our interviews by asking our guest a would you rather question. So I hope you're ready. (laughs) It's always just a really random one. Um, But, you know, the pressure's on. So would you rather go without reading a single book for a year or go without the Internet for a year? Oh my god! Um, <laughs> I told you it's tricky. It ha- I'm a digital marketer. I'd have to go without reading books, <gasps> even though I love books. Um, I'd, have, you know, would I be able to read sort of books no. online? No, 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 no not book. even a digital copy. No, no audio books. No, nothing. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> yeah, but I would survive without the internet. I know, right? I would know those questions that can't be answered i'd miss google maps i'd just get lost constantly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we've become so reliant on the internet i don't think i could live without oh, it we said we have in in quite a sad way unfortunately yeah. but yeah okay no books for you for a year Ah, oh, such a shame <laughs> <laughs> all right so um wrapping up where can people find more about you and your books and marketing services okay um you can have a look on andyslinger.com which is my website or pretty much most of my social media accounts at Andy Slinger UK. So tap that in anyway and you'll find me. Yep. All right. Go follow Andy. And uh, yeah, thanks for talking to me today. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. I'm sure you'll agree with me that Andy's insight into social media marketing was incredibly helpful. I really do recommend giving him a follow as the content he puts out is so helpful. And it sounds like he's going to be bringing a lot more to the table over the next year. So keep an eye out for that. 
A quick reminder of our question of the week, how has social media helped you in marketing your books? And remember that if you want to hear all the backstage stuff and get all of the other benefits, including our Sprints and Giggles events, you can join us over at patreon.com forward slash unstoppable authors. Don't forget to share the podcast online and tag us on social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Just search for Unstoppable Authors. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Unstoppable Authors podcast. We'll be back next week with more of our tenacity and worldly wisdom. Don't forget to visit our website to get the show notes and heaps of helpful blog articles at unstoppableauthors.com. And join our guild of unstoppable authors and you will not only hear from us every week, but you will also get a free digital copy of my book, 30 Days of World Building. If you enjoyed the episode, please remember to subscribe and leave a review.